Hello everybody. Hey, welcome to our very first Summit Church online service. And uh, as you can tell, we're not in the facility that we met in for 23 years. Uh, we are now Summit Church online only. And uh, I tell you what, I'm excited about it. And you know what? We already have several people who are uh, members of Summit Church online. And uh, we're just excited about it. Hey, if you want to become a member, just, hey, let us know. We'd be glad to have you. And, uh, you know, uh, actually, uh, we reach more people online than we ever did in person. Uh, and, and that's exciting to me. I'm glad for all the people we, we've reached in person over the years, but we actually reach far more people online than we ever did in person. And actually, I'm shocked, uh, at just how many people we do reach online. And actually, we reach people from all around the world. I mean, and it's exciting to me. And it's just an honor and a privilege, uh, to be able to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ through Summit Church Online. And so, hey, with that being said, you can tell I'm thankful. I really, really am. And with that being said, uh, with this Thursday coming up being Thanksgiving, uh, let's look at the Bible for our very first Summit Church Online only service. Let's look at what the Bible has to say about being thankful. And the Bible has much to say about it. And so let's take a look. Um, uh, first of all, the Bible says we should always be thankful to God. We should always be thankful to God. You know, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15 says, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. And so the Bible has just told us that we need to continually, that means at all times, give thanks to God with our lips. And, and, and of course, the Bible here calls this a sacrifice. And, you know, uh, I'll tell you, you know, I think I think you might be able to relate with me there. You know, I don't always feel feel thankful. You know, I don't always feel thankful. And uh, and, and, you know, uh, when I don't feel thankful, you know, I usually don't want to you know, give thanks with my lips. I just want to just go sit in a corner, you know, and, and kind of feel sorry for myself or whatever. And, and like I said, I think most people can relate, but you know, uh, Thanksgiving is a sacrifice to God. And, and what that means is that when we don't feel like being thankful or when we don't really have, uh, much that we think that we, we, we are thankful for, just on purpose, by faith, even though you don't feel like it, make a sacrifice and go before God and with your mouth, just begin to praise Him and thank Him and worship Him. And uh, and we need to do that continually, the Bible says. I want to read this again. Therefore, by Him, by Jesus, let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise to God, that is, the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to the name of the Lord Jesus. And, uh, and you know what the, the psalmist said in Psalm 34 verse 1 said, I will bless the Lord at all times. Notice at all times, not just once in a while or occasionally or, you know, just when we, when we feel like it. You know, anybody can, can get, can be thankful when things are going great and they feel like it. But what are you going to do when things aren't going great when you don't feel, feel like it? Well, that's when it becomes a sacrifice of praise to his name, and I will bless, the psalmist said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. That's with the fruit of our lips, at all times. He said, 
uh, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. And so, so what have we learned so far? At all times, whether we feel like it or not, we make a sacrifice of thanksgiving and praise to God with our lips. And, and we need to, to, to be that way all, all the time. Uh, the, remember the Bible said, uh, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So we ought to be thankful to the Lord continually, every day rejoicing, being thankful, praising the name of the Lord, whether we feel like it or not. And, uh, and you know, sometimes, I don't know if you're like me, but sometimes I slack off in this a little bit. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was thinking, you know, there, there was a time that I was going around my house and, and, and I, I was, uh, grumbling because, you know, we've got these, uh, blinds that are between our windows and you have to go around and open them and close them, you know, close them at night, open them in the morning. And, and, you know, after weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks of that, I was, uh, when we first moved in, in, in our, in our house many years ago, uh, you know, I was going around because cause we used to have curtains and, you know, they kind of stayed pretty much the same way all the time. We got these interior uh, blinds or whatever. And I was going around the house after many weeks of opening them in the morning, closing them at night, going around the house. And I started grumbling, 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 blah, 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 you know, <laughs> can you relate? I mean, have you ever had something in your, your life you had to do every day? You grumbled about it. And I was grumbling, grumbling, grumbling. And, uh, and, 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 you know, then uh, something happened and my back went out, was out for a couple of weeks and I couldn't go around the house and, 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 and open and close those blinds. And, uh, and, and, uh, and, and, you know, uh, uh, after, after not being able to go around the house and open and close those blinds for a while, you know, my back being out and bothering me, you know, I, I just got, I just got real thankful that once my back, you know, when my back was out and I couldn't go, you know, I couldn't go around and open and close the blinds. I tell you what, it, you know, it, that wasn't so good. And, and then all of a sudden I, you know, I said to myself, well, I just wish I could go around the house and open and close those blinds. And, and you know, I just got real thankful for, for being able to open and close those blinds. And I tell you what, ever since then, my back healed up ever since then. I, you know, I go around the house every day. I'm just so thankful I, I could open and close those blinds. Tell you what, when my back was out, that wasn't, that wasn't any fun. A couple of weeks, I couldn't do the blinds. Anyway, but now I'm thankful I could do the blinds because my back is all healed and everything. And then, you know, I got to thinking about something else. <laughs> real thankful I've got a house. <laughs> real thankful I got windows. Real thankful I got blinds. You know, some people don't have a house. They don't have windows. They don't have blinds. You know, we've got, we've got so much to be, to be thankful for. And, uh, and then, then another time, Right after we'd moved in our new house many years ago, the same one with the blinds that I was telling you about, uh, our restroom is, is, our master bath is situated quite a distance away from, uh, from the water heater. And so, you know, we, we, when we first moved in, we'd turn the water on in the shower and it, it took a, it took a couple of minutes for the hot water to get there. And, uh, and, you know, I started grumbling, rah, 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 you know, started grumbling and, uh, and, 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 and then, uh, uh, what, what happened was, is, was we, uh, found out that you could buy a little machine that they hooked to your hot water heater and hooked to your kitchen, uh, uh, shower or whatever. And, uh, your water heater and your shower. And, uh, it can circulate the hot water so that when you turn the hot water on, uh, uh, in the shower, you know, it's just seconds and you got hot water. And, uh, and when, when I had the guy come out 
to install that water circulator, hot water circulator, you know, he, he made the statement to me when I was telling him about this dilemma, you know, that I had of having to wait two minutes to get hot water. He, he looked at me and he said, you know, we spoil, we, we Americans are so spoiled. And you know, what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, part of me wanted to fire him when he said that and send him out. <laughs> He's working for me. But you know what? I felt like that was the Lord speaking through him to me, you know, and, and, and you see, I wasn't being thankful. You know, just think about it. I mean, just think, poor old me having to wait two minutes to get hot water. I mean, do you know there's a lot of places in the world where people don't, they they don't really have access to water, much less clean water, much less hot water. And here I'm grumbling because I have to wait two minutes to get hot, nice, hot, clean water. Poor old me, you know, I tell you what, I repented and I just got real thankful that I got real thankful to God that that I have hot, hot, clean water and all of that. And so then for several years, that water, you know, when it turned on in the showers, it's just right there, to, you know, seconds, it's it's going real good. And uh, and then, and then, you know what, several years went by and that circulator broke. And, uh, and then I had to start wait, waiting two minutes for the hot water to get to the shower. And you know what? I on purpose didn't have the guy come back and, and fix it. And it's not cause I was mad at him for making the statement that he had made to me some years earlier, but I don't have it fixed now because I just, when I'm waiting for that hot water to get to the, to get to me in the shower, I on purpose, I just, I, I I'm just thankful in my heart to God. I, I, I and that during that two minutes or whatever it is that I'm waiting for that hot water to get to me, I, I I don't have it fixed on purpose. I wait that two minutes or whatever it is, and I give thanks to God. And I think about people in the world who don't have hot water. They don't have water at all, clean water, much less hot water. And, and I can certainly wait two minutes to get hot, clean water. So I, I, I'm thankful in that time, thankful to God. I tell you what, I trust that speaking to somebody's heart out there today. You know, we need to be thankful for the things that we have. And uh, uh, it was like, what was what that old, old little story that went that the guy was was grumbling about not having shoes, you know, until he saw somebody who didn't have any feet. Think about that. So we ought to be continuously thankful and uh, thankful to God. You know, I found out in the Bible, from the Bible, a Christian cannot be in the perfect will of God for their lives unless they are thankful. You know, in 1 Thessalonians 5.18, Amplified Classic Version says, Thank God in everything. Now, it didn't say for everything, but it said in everything, in every circumstance. You know, we just talked about that. In every circumstance. You know, uh, when bad things are going on in our lives, we're not thankful to God for those things. He didn't cause those bad things. You know, God's a good God. But, you know, we, all of us get in the midst of bad situations, tough things, struggles, and whatnot. And the Bible says to thank God in everything, in the midst of, of any circumstance. Well, let me just read it. Thank God in everything, no matter what the circumstances may be, be thankful and give thanks. For the, now, now, now watch this. So in all circumstances, we're supposed to give thanks to God. And then the Bible goes on to say, for this is the will of God for you who are in Christ Jesus. You see, we as Christians cannot be in the will of God, the perfect will of God that he has for us, if we're not going to be thankful. So, you know, if you're not, if you're out there watching me and you're not thankful, then you're not in the will of God. You know, you need to be thankful to be in the will of God. We just read that first Thessalonians 5.18. And so no, no matter what the circumstances may be, the Bible says, be thankful and give thanks because it says, this is the will of God 
for you. Okay. So let's, let's be thankful and stay in the perfect will of God for our lives. And then I noticed also in the Bible that Thanksgiving is a necessary ingredient for getting our prayers answered and living in peace. You know, in Philippians chapter four, verse six, the Bible says, uh, verses six and seven, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. That means don't worry about anything. Now that's easier said than done, but the Bible says we can do it. So we need to do it. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So you see a necessary ingredient for us to get our prayers answered is we must be thankful. So if you're a grumbler, if you're a complainer, if you're not thankful, I can tell you based on the word of God, you're not going to get your prayers answered. But I tell you what, just a little adjustment and and become thankful, be thankful. I tell you what, it's a key to getting your prayers answered. And then the Bible says in verse 7, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. So you see, uh, it, it, you know, I think all of us want to have the peace of God. You know, I, 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 and hey, to have the peace of God in your life, you're going to have to be thankful. Remember, even if you think you don't have anything to be thankful for, <laughs> offer that sacrifice of praise to God continually with the fruit of your lips. And I tell you what, you'll find the peace of God, uh, which passes all understanding, will envelop you and surround you and, and, and guard your heart, you see. And so, uh, so be thankful. It's a key to getting your prayers answered and it's a key to walking in peace. And then, uh, Something else I noticed uh, as I've studied the Bible, that thanksgiving is the way we come into God's presence. You know, you can't get in the presence of God if you're not going to be thankful. And, and I think, <laughs> I know all of us want to be in the presence of God. If you, if you love the Lord, you want to be in his presence. But to really get into that full manifest, and what I'm talking about is that manifested presence of God where, 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 you know, where there's liberty and, and freedom and all of that. If you want to, if you want to get into that, you're going to have to be thankful. You can't get into the fullness of God's presence without being thankful. And, and the Bible says, Psalms 95 verse two, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. And then, and then in Psalm 100 verse four, the Bible says, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. And so you see, uh, the Bible is clear here that if we want to get into his manifest presence, into God's manifest presence, uh, what we're going to have to do is we're, and if we want to get into the courts of the Lord, I mean, I want, I want to be in the courts of the Lord. You know, I want to be right up close to, to the throne of God. I tell you what, the only way to do it, the Bible says, is with thanksgiving. I'm going to read this again. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with Praise, be thankful to him and bless his name. If you'll be thankful, I tell you what, that's the gateway into God's presence. And then uh, something else I've learned about Thanksgiving, it's a key to provision. It's a key to, to, to having God provide for you. You know, uh, remember when Jesus fed the multitudes, you know, and, uh, and with those loaves and those fish, it's interesting that the Bible says in John 6, 11, and Jesus took the loaves 
And when he had given thanks, he gave thanks to the heavenly father. He distributed them to his disciples and the disciples to those sitting down and likewise of the fish. And they ate as much that big multitude of people ate as much as they wanted. And, and that was a miracle because they just had a few loaves and a few fish. And, and, and it was a, it, it, you know, it was a miracle of provision. Uh, the entire, that entire multitude was, was fed. And, uh, and so we see that, that Thanksgiving is a key to the miraculous and it's a key to provision. And actually Jesus, who is our Lord and our example, he gave thanks. And so we need to follow his example and give thanks to the heavenly father. And, and if we'll do that, I tell you what, we will see the miraculous and God will provide for us. I tell you what, if you need provision in your life, get thankful, just be real thankful. And I tell you what, you'll see God and just, he'll just, he'll go out of his way to provide for you. And then, uh, Something else uh, that that I want you to look at in John 11. In John chapter 11, remember Lazarus had died and he had been dead four days and all of that. And Jesus uh, eventually made it over to the tomb where Lazarus was. And, uh, and you could read the whole story in John 11 there, but in verse 41, they took away the stone, Lazarus, his body dead there in that, in that tomb, that, that cave, that tomb, you know, and, and they rolled away the stone and, uh, and Jesus lifted up his eyes, looked up to the heavenly father and said, I thank you that you've heard me. See Jesus, our Lord and our example. He's thankful. And then he, of course, said, Lazarus, come forth. And of course, Lazarus was raised from the dead and came out of the tomb. But you see, a key to that, a lot of times, see, we read that story and there's so many great truths and things we can learn in that story. Uh, but, but here's the thing. Uh, a key, a key to that whole thing happening was Jesus's thankfulness to the heavenly father. And again, Jesus is our Lord. He's our example. So we need to be thankful to the heavenly father as well. And, and when Jesus was showed that thanks to the heavenly father, I tell you what, it activated miraculous power. And if you need miraculous power activated in your life, just become thankful to God. Okay. And, uh, and I tell you what, maybe something's died in your life, you know, whatever it may be, like Lazarus was dead for four days. Maybe there's something that's been dead in your life. Maybe it's a relationship. Maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, your job's dead. And so you, maybe you just found out that you've been fired or, 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 you know, some, something that's dead in your life, a, a dead relationship, whatever it might be. I tell you what, just get thankful. And, 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 and I tell you what, God can enact the miraculous in your life, God, I tell you what, one thing he does is he He resurrects the dead. I tell you, he can take things that are dead and bring them back to life. Only God can do that. But I tell you what, it, our, that's his part doing the miraculous, but our part is being thankful. So I tell you what, get thankful. I tell you what, you'll see God provide for you. You can see the miraculous take place. You can see, uh, you can see dead things raised. I tell you what, by the power of God, if you'll be thankful. And then I tell you what, the Bible's just full of thanksgiving. Thank, it was just one thing right after the next. Something else, uh, that, that I, that I've seen in the Bible. Remember Jonah? Remember he disobeyed God and, and did just the opposite of what God told him to do. God told him to go to Nineveh and, you know, he went the opposite way and all of that. He winds up in the belly of the fish and <laughs> that's not a good place to be. And, uh, and, and he, he had been in the belly of the fish for three days and, uh, and, and then, uh, 
And then he finally repented. You know, I, I'd like to think if I went into, into the fish, I'd be repent, I'd be repenting upon mouth entry, you know, <laughs> before, before I got, got past the fish's tongue, I'd be repenting. But Jonah, he, I tell you what, it took him three days, uh, the way I read it. But I tell you what, uh, before he repented, like I said, I think I, I'd like to repent right on mouth entry. But be that as it may, he repents. And notice in Jonah chapter 2, verse 9, when he's been in the belly of the fish some three days, give or take, whatever. whatever. But he said, I will sacrifice. Watch this. He says to God, I will sacrifice to you. See, what did we look at and see earlier? The, uh, the, the uh, thanksgiving and praise, it's a sacrifice, the fruit of our lips. And notice it says here, I will sacrifice to you, to God. He says, with the voice of thanksgiving, I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. And then the Lord spoke to the fish and it vomited Jonah on to dry land. So I tell you what, maybe you feel like you're in the belly of the fish, so to speak. May, you know, Maybe you, you're in a very difficult spot. I tell you, that's a difficult spot in the belly of that fish. You know, uh, you know, you know what? I thought for years that, 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 you know, I always looked at that, that Jonah was in the belly of the fish and he was. I mean, he, he was literally in the belly of a great fish, probably a whale for three days and three nights. Absolutely happened. The Bible says so. But you know what? He was in a lot worse spot than that he was in you know we think about him being in 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 the belly of the fish you know what he was really in he was in disobedience now you think about that you think about that he was in disobedience i feel the presence of god on that i tell i think god's speaking to somebody out there today it's listening to me we think about him being in the belly of the fish but he was he was in a lot worse than that he was in disobedience and I tell you what, when you're in disobedience, it'll put you in the belly of the fish. It really will. And that's what happened to Jonah. He disobeyed God. And he wound up in the belly of the fish. But you know what? In the, in the, in, in the midst of his disobedience, in the belly of the fish, at the bottom of the ocean, he became thankful. He got thankful. He began to sacrifice to God, uh, thanksgiving with the fruit of his lips. And I tell you what, God spoke to the fish. And the fish vomited him out on dry ground. And uh, then the word of the Lord came to him a second time saying, gave him the same directions and instructions he got the first time. Oh, God's a good God. He's a God of the second chance, third chance, fourth chance, and all of that. I tell you what, so if you're out there today and you've been in disobedience and you find yourself in the belly of a fish, so to speak, I tell you what, be like Jonah, learn a lesson, get thankful, be thankful, just on purpose, just sacrifice to God, get thankful. And I tell you what, God can speak to your fish, whatever it is, and it can, it'll turn you loose, just like it turned Jonah loose. And then that word of the Lord, the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. The, the, the word of the Lord will come to you and that's, he'll give you the same instruction he gave you when, when the first time, when you didn't obey him, it'll be the same thing. I tell you what, you go do what he told you to do. I tell you what, you'll be glad you did. And, and Nineveh was glad, glad that Jonah was obedient because they were in sin about to be destroyed. And Jonah went and preached and they repented and they were spared. But, uh, but learn a lesson from Jonah. Be thankful. And then, of course, I also think uh, along these same lines, Paul and Silas. Remember, 
They, they had obeyed, now they had obeyed God, and, and Paul had, uh, by the power of God, set that, uh, 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 that, uh, girl that had that spirit of divination in her and had set her free from, uh, from that, 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 that demon. You know, she was a fortune teller or whatnot. Anyway, it winds him up in prison. And him and Silas are in prison at the midnight hour. And, uh, but notice what they were doing. Now, now, you know, we, we could all complain right there. Paul could have complained and said, Oh, you know what? I obeyed God. Now I'm in prison, you know, and blah, 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 getting the mully grubs, you know, he did something good, did help somebody, got somebody free and, and he got, he got beat up for it and he's in prison. And, uh, but you know what? At the midnight hour, he was not crabbing and complaining. He was, him and Silas, they were praying and singing hymns to God. See, sacrifice of praise, fruit of their lips, you see. And the prisoners were listening to them. Listen, I tell you what, you'd be surprised at how many people are watching you and listening to you that you may not even realize are watching you and listening to you. But I tell you what, you be thankful. I tell you what, it, it'll help you and it'll, it'll help them. And the Bible says, so watch it. Suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loosed. Think about that. All because of, of, of Paul and Silas, they, they refused to be in the mully grubs when they had every reason to be. They praised God and gave thanks to Him and they got set free. The, uh, the, these other inmates in that prison, they got free. Glory to God. The head jailer, if you read the whole story, he got saved instead of committing suicide and, and he became the pastor. There was a, tr- there was a church started in Philippi here. This happened in Philippi. There was a church started. The, the jailer who was almost about to commit suicide got saved. Him and his whole family. And, and he became the pastor of that church. And those inmates, I'm convinced, became the first church members. Glory to God. And it's all because two men who had every reason to be in the mully grubs, they got beat up for doing what God, you know, for doing something good for God helping somebody, but they refused to be in the mully grubs. They gave the sacrifice of praise to God. And I tell you what, miraculous things happened. People got free, chains were loosed, and a church was started. Glory to God. And I mean, I, man, I could just have a shouting spell right here. Uh, we need to be thankful. I tell you what, it'll, it'll help us and help people around us. Glory to God. I tell you what, you know, I've talked about, uh, the importance of, of Thanksgiving and, and Thanksgiving will bring freedom. But I tell you what, if you want to stay free, you need to be thankful. See, there's a lot of people that they, 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 they'll hear what I said, you know, in these last several minutes that I've been preaching and they'll, they'll get, they'll get thankful and they'll, they'll, the power of God will hit their lives and they'll get free. But I tell you what, once you get free, if you want to stay free, you need to stay thankful. And I think the best example of that was with the 10 lepers. Remember, there were 10 lepers, you know, and they had leprosy and, and, uh, just, just long story short, uh, Jesus, uh, told them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. And the Bible says, as they went, they were cleansed. And, uh, that's a great thing. That's a wonderful thing, you know. And the reason he said, go show yourself to the priest, it was a thing in the law that when a leper was cleansed, he'd have to go to the priest and get clearance and all of that. And so he said, go show yourself to the priest, Jesus told them. And as they went, they were cleansed. But, but the thing that always has, has astounded me is, uh, in Luke, the 17th chapter, 
verse 15, and one of them. Now, there were 10 that got cleansed, but only one of them, one, think about this, one of them, when he saw that he was cleansed, returned and with a loud voice, see, there's the, there it is, sacrifice of praise, fruit of the lips, with a loud voice, not with a quiet voice, but with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down on his face right there before Jesus, giving him thanks. Glory to God. And uh, and Jesus, now watch this. He said in verse 17 here, Luke 17, 17, he said, verse 17, chapter 17, verse 17 of Luke, he said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? Now you think about that. You think about that. 10 lepers, they all got cleansed. You know what leprosy is. It's a disease that eats the skin away. Terrible thing. And there were all 10 cleansed, but there was only one that came back and gave thanks to, to the Lord Jesus. And Jesus, he's looking, you know, he's looking for that other, those other nine. Where are they? He said, were there not 10 cleansed, but where are the nine? You see, God's looking for us to be thankful. Jesus is God, God in the flesh. He was looking for those other nine. Where are they? He said, he said, were there not, were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this, except this one man? See, uh, he, he was looking for those other nine. I'm looking for those other, where are those other nine? They didn't come back. They weren't thankful. They were cleansed, but they didn't come back. They weren't thankful. This one that did come back, then Jesus says to him, arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And the reason I read this is, is, is to say this. Where are the other nine? Now I tell you what, I don't want to be one of those other nine. Do you? I don't want to be. I want to be like this guy who came back and gave thanks to God. And uh, and I'm convinced of this. Now, I can't prove it. You can't disprove it. But I tell you what, I know the Lord and I, I've been in the healing ministry for over 20, uh, almost over 27 years, almost three decades, actually. Uh, and, and I've watched uh, I've watched God heal a lot of people. I mean, multitudes of people. And uh, I tell you what, a key to getting your healing and receiving your healing is being thankful, but a key to keeping it is being thankful also. And I've seen a lot of people get healed over the years, but they didn't stay thankful and they lost their healing. And I'm as convinced as I can be that these other nine, they were, now they were, they were cleansed. They had their healing, but they were not thankful and they didn't return to the Lord and give thanks. And I'm convinced, I can't prove it, you can't disprove it, but I'm convinced they lost their healing. Tell you what, I really am. And so, uh, when you are not thankful for what God has done for you, you're not very likely to maintain what He has done. And so let's learn a lesson right here. Uh, you know, when God does something good for us, let us be thankful. And let's don't be numbered among those nine who weren't thankful. Let's, let's be numbered among that, with that one guy that, that was thankful and he kept his healing and Jesus said, your faith has made you well. But I'm convinced those other nine, I'm convinced they, they lost their healing. I, I just am. And so let us be thankful. And so, uh, I tell you what, the Bible has a lot to say about being thankful, doesn't it? You know, it just really does. And anyway, so let me close with this. Uh, the Apostle Paul, and note just some things. I'm not going to look up. We could look up all the scriptures, but let me just tell you what the Apostle Paul was thankful for. Um, here's a man who God used to write, uh, what, about over half of the New Testament. And uh, and, and so he, he said that he was thankful to God for giving him the privilege to serve Jesus in the ministry. 
And you know what? I thank God that he's given me the privilege to serve him in the ministry. I started serving him in the ministry before we ever started Summit Church in Fenton. And uh, long before we ever started in that uh, high school, I, I, I was in the ministry. I served him and, uh, and I was thankful for that. And then I was thankful for those 27 years that we met at the Rockwood at Summit High School. And then we met for what, 23 years at our, at our facility, facility there at 1037 New Sugar Creek Road. And, and I was thankful for that opportunity and that the Lord put me in the ministry. And now I'm just as thankful for this opportunity to have Summit Church online. And the Lord's put me in the ministry and, and is allowing me to minister His Word and His power, His healing power to you. Glory to God. And so I'm thankful like Paul that God has put me in the ministry and it's an honor and a privilege. The Apostle Paul was thankful for that, for being in the ministry and helping people. He was also thankful for fellow believers. And he was thankful for fellow believers when he saw them walking in love toward one another. That always blessed me as a pastor. I still am a pastor. Now I'm pastoring Summit Church Online. But it, it blesses me when I see my church members walking in love towards one another. And uh, he was also thankful for uh, fellow believers who not only walked in love toward one another, but who wanted to hear the word of God. I tell you what, I'm so blessed when people want to hear the word of God. It just blesses me. And I'm thankful for that. And he was thankful, Paul was, when people wanted to hear the word of God, when they were walking in love, when they were maturing in the Lord. You know, uh, and, and, and when they were serving Jesus with a good attitude. And I tell you what, it always blessed me, you know, as, as the last 27 years when I, when I'd see, uh, Christians maturing in the Lord and loving the, hear the word of God and, and they were serving Jesus with a good attitude. I tell you what, that always blessed me. It blessed Paul. He said he was thankful for that. And so was I. And so I expect all you online members out there, you walk in love towards one another and you you uh, love that word of God. I tell you what, love the Bible and walk in love and mature and, and serve the Lord with a good attitude. I tell you what, I'm thankful for that. And then it seems, you know, it seems as I study the life of Paul, it seems like he was thankful in every circumstance. You know, in Philippians 4, verse 11, he said, I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. And I tell you what, that's that's a place that we all need to get to, where we can be content, we can be thankful with whatever we have. He said, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. See, no matter what the circumstance, he was always thankful, he was content. He said, I, now, now I had to learn that, but I tell you what, he, he got there, and, uh, and and we can too, and we need to be content with whatever we have. And he said, I, 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 he said, I, I know how to live on almost nothing and with almost everything. So whether the cupboard's uh, bare or whether the cupboard's full, you know, if it's like old mother, old mother Hubbard and the cupboard is bare or whether it's full, running over. Either way, we need to be thankful. I tell you what, tell you what, if your cupboard's bare, you get thankful. I tell you what, God will fill it up. But when he fills it up, you be thankful because if you're not, it wind up, you'll be back with old Mother Hubbard, you know. So I tell you, thankfulness is a key to everything, it seems, like when, we, when we're walking with God. And so he said, I've, I've learned how to live on almost nothing. And with everything, I've learned the secret of living in every situation. He said, whatever, uh, he said, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. See, 
So he, he knew about old Mother Hubbard's cupboard too. <laughs> but I tell you what, when Paul didn't have much, he was thankful. And when he was full, he was thankful. I, I just want to say that again. If your cupboard is bare, get real thankful and God will fill it up. But when he does fill it up, like what I've already said, stay thankful or you'll wind up back with old Mother Hubbard. I, I know I said that before, but rep, uh, learning's, uh, uh, repetition's a seed of learning. Okay, I wanted you to get it. Okay, so let's be thankful like Paul. Let's learn a lesson from Paul. And then he was also thankful. The Bible says, he said, thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He was thankful that he had victory in his life. And then he says, thanks be to God. You ought to look this one up. Second Corinthians 9, 15. He said, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. And you know who that is. That's Jesus. And I'm convinced that the, the main, the main thing that Paul was thankful for, that he was thankful for Jesus. And, and, and salvation that he had in Christ, that he was going to miss hell, that he didn't miss hell, and he made heaven when he, when he was put to death, okay? And so that's the number one person to be thankful for is for Jesus, that God the Father so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus, that who's, what does that mean? He, he, he came born of a virgin, lived that sinless life. He died on Calvary's cross, shed his holy blood. He died there, was buried, and on the third day rose from the dead. I tell you what, that's the greatest gift of all. It's called the gift of salvation. And that's the thing we should be most thankful for is salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, hey, I hope this has helped you today. I hope you have enjoyed our very first Summit Church online service. And if you're out there and you don't know, and hey, if you're out there, be thankful. You be thankful now, okay? But if you're out there and you don't know Jesus, I want to give you this opportunity to miss hell and make heaven. So from your heart, repent of your sins. Repent just means to have a change of heart. So turn from your old life, turn to, turn to the Lord Jesus, and, and, and with a, a sincere heart, cry out to Jesus. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Call on him. And in a moment's time, he'll come into your heart, into your life. He'll change you. He'll make you a new person. You'll miss hell one day. You'll make heaven. And uh, he'll make your life worth living in the meantime. So anyway, you do that right now. So again, thanks for joining us on our very first Summit Church online service. Glad you were with us. And uh, and I'll see you again uh, right here next Sunday morning. And hey, here's your assignment for the week and really for the rest of your life. Be thankful. All right, God bless you. Bye-bye.